Well, then we have hit record. I hope that I look good. I hope that you guys feel you look good. You look stunning, by the way. <laughs> thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> you look very good, yeah. Oh, thank you. Don't worry. Sweet. So from what I guess, we have David, Carl, and Elodie. Is that correct? And me. <laughs> and Jeff, yeah. And Jeff. Okay. Is it, this is the whole band, right? Yep. Yeah. The whole band. I'm just going to type in the whole band on my notes. You know, I'm probably going to start the interview from here because it seems interesting enough. I'm just going to type that in my notes. So when I do my official intro, I can say I'm being joined by the whole band. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Boom. Here we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I am your host, John Harris. And today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Seller Twins. They've got a new album. Or is it just a re-release? I can't remember. But anyway, I'm going to call it a new album. New album, Duality, released on January 29th via Rock Shots Records. And right now I'm being joined by what I'm told is the whole band. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hey. Hi. Hi, John. Hi. Uh, very glad to have you guys on the show. So, number one, welcome back to the show. That's what I'm going to say. Yep. <laughs> exactly. And the reason I'm going to say welcome back to the show is because I was looking this up, and it looks like on, uh, is that April 3rd? April 3rd of 2020, you guys were on the show to my knowledge if i remember correctly not signed to a record label it was just mike over at hard life in the benelux area who was promoting you guys because uh, life is so hard in benelux you guys drink beer you guys work minimal hours it's just terrible so hard life <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh no i can't drink another chame this would be ter terrible i can't stand you, this you good know chocolate. your stuff yes <laughs> who needs good chocolate and looks like we chatted about Molotov Parade and Millennium uh, way back, way back then. But it looks like Mike did a great job because you guys are now signed to Rock Shots Records. So Roberto's taking care of you. And um, looks like we have this album now being released through Rock Shots Records. So first and foremost, number one, congratulations. Thanks. Thank you very much. Number two, take us through that. How did it go from Mike over at Hard Life? Uh, running the promotion to where we are now, not even a year later, about nine months, eight, eight, nine months, something like that. Mm -hmm. You guys are now releasing the record through Rock Shots. Take us through that. Yeah. Well, um, so as you said, we worked with Mike at, at uh, Hard Life Promotion. And at some point, we decided to hit Mike and say, hey, do you know any label that are uh, to our reach and still do uh, good work? He said, yeah, I know one. It's called Rockshot Records. And it's like, oh, it's interesting. So he, he, told it, he told us a bit about that and uh, it sounded interesting to our ears. So we decided to contact them. And from there, things happened. Okay. It sounds so simple when you put it that way. <laughs> Actually, it, wasn't, it was kind of simple, really. It's, uh, I don't know. They... We we gave we we gave them a, we sorry. we send them an email and they just answer and say hey yeah we like your music it's interesting can we have a discussion about like you know terms and whatever and said yes and they they sent us contracts it seems legit and uh, yeah it's uh, natural yeah. it felt natural oh no contracts. <laughs> yeah, yes. at some points you have to go through there. But, um. <laughs> I know I'm old, but do you remember the movie Wayne's World, or have you ever seen the movie Wayne's World? Oh, I haven't, um, and I'm sorry about that. Maybe it doesn't have the same title here, but uh, I don't know. 
I don't What's know. the story? Uh, well, it's it was a Saturday Night Live skit, and mm-hmm. uh, oh man, I'm drawing a blank on this is silly. Uh, he's Canadian too. How dare I? Uh, Mike Myers, I believe. He and okay. Dana Carvey, mm-hmm. uh, who were prominent comedians at the time. Or at this point, we're talking like 1990, like 1989, yeah. 1990. So this is a while ago, and they came out with a movie for the skit called Wayne's World, and it's about a couple of I don't know if you want to call them metalheads or rockheads or whatever, uh, into like Aerosmith, Van Halen, you know, what was popular back then. And they were kind of doing like what I'm doing now. They had a TV show that was really low budget and it was airing on public access TV, uh, Mm -hmm. which is what you would have had to have done back then. And that's just the gist of the show. And then somebody picks them up and wants to put them on, uh, what you call network television. Um, So it would kind of be like the equivalent of today would be I'm doing this podcast from my basement and then Netflix sends me an email or Amazon sends me an email and says, we want to pick up your show and properly produce you. So that's, that's today's equivalent. Uh, And so in the movie, they want to sign a contract and uh, Garth, Dana Carvey's character was like, contracts i don't like contracts he starts going on this whole thing about the twilight zone and how some guy had a tongue cut out and then it went into a jar and it grew and it pulsated and it gave birth to baby tongues okay. <laughs> so, yeah sure sure so you know i figure i'm talking to a rock band we're talking about contracts wayne's world that pops into my head but i mean i guess it just shows how old i am and i'm sorry uh okay. I, I i guess it's more popular in uh, america could be. Uh, I, I see it a lot on, on the internet, on um, I mean, the American forums, but here in Europe, it's uh, a bit of a niche. Okay. All right. Now, I see here that this is, in fact, a re-release through the record label, and that brings me to my next question of, is it because it was so new that the label said, let's just re-release it? You guys don't have any other material? You're, like, out? You're, like, I don't have any... We don't We don't write songs anymore, but you can, like... Why, why not just release a new, new EP or a new album or something? Because we don't have currently completely finished songs, but mm-hmm. we are definitely working on new songs. We have actually something like seven or eight, I would say, almost finished songs, kind of. And so, yeah, we thought, and they thought as well, that um, we and them could both benef- uh, benefit from re-releasing what we already had because it was not yeah. that old. I mean, didn't wasn't even one year old, and um, and yeah. So they were they were up to it. We we were too. So I said okay. Yeah. So so we can build some uh, momentum and uh, reach to a bigger audience uh, thanks to them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we decided to build on this on. Uh, the the record that was already out and doing well on its own and then we will be ready for a a bigger uh, release for the second album okay okay so there's a second album in the works we'll get to that in a second um you mentioned a greater reach so here's here's a fun question kind of a silly question but for anybody out there who maybe doesn't really know or they're in a band and they're thinking i don't know should we get a promoter should we sign to a label Tell me about the difference in reach between hiring an independent promoter, such as Mike, and then actually being on a label, such as Rock Shots. What's the difference that you guys are noticing? 
I guess uh, um, a person like Mike would just give you the opportunity to meet um, other other people, like uh, people in the label. Um, this is not the first step because like um, Mike's work is really important. Uh, it's it's just totally different from a, a label, um, but it allows you to reach them. I think this is the the difference between the two of them. Okay, and like you had mentioned, a springboard. I heard the word springboard in there. Yep, exactly. Because Mike is kind of like a contact to other contacts as well, you know. Mm-hmm. For example, Rock Shots, obviously, mm-hmm. but also you. I mean, many, many, many different people. So he does that, but on on the other side, there is no, there is nothing about uh, sales or uh, of or merch or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. this is more a label thing and not really a PR thing. And so, I don't know. It's kind of um, there's definitely a similar um, work. Yes, there is some part of the work that's similar, exactly. Mm-hmm. But on the same time, there is it's more I would say more commercial also. Mm-hmm. There, you get that commercial dimension when you work with the label, whereas when you work with the PR, it's more like um, just mostly having your name spread around and people have a listen to your music. But it's, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just a bit different. Okay. Now, something that I see here that was released at the end of 2020, it looks like December 17th, and what mm-hmm. I was reading in the notes is to help promote the album through Rock Shots is a music video for Millennium. Exactly. Now, take us through this music video. Number one, stellar music video, high production value. Number two, I imagine this was done amidst the pandemic. So, it was done here in Belgium, and in Belgium we had the a first uh, confinement uh, lockdown. Yeah, sorry, lockdown mm-hmm. from I don't know from March until uh, June. But en fait, on est tourné en fin juin. Okay. So it was, I think, yeah, it started in, in March and then the first lockdown ended in early June. And this movie clip was scheduled at the end of June. Mm. And then from, I don't know, September, maybe we started a second lockdown. So it was just fit right in between the two lockdowns. So that, that was sweet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, the production is very nice, but it was a crazy day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one day thing. Take us through that. Take us through the craziness. Carl, you want to answer? <laughs> uh, the craziness. Um, so we had one day to to just organize it all, uh, change. So we 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 shoot that in. Um, we shot that. Sorry, in the castle. So we had to move um, the furniture. We had to move the. I don't know the skulls we found uh, yeah. all over the place and things like that. <laughs> And um, it was a bit of a mess, um, like the, a chessboard. The, you, you know? just, <laughs> just to mention, the the castle we were shot in actually is a museum. But we had to remove everything that looked like it was a museum to make it look like a real, <laughs> not museum place. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was a, a lot of moving stuff around, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, big chairs with horns and stuff, and you had to carry that around the place. <laughs> Don't touch this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was great. And just for people listening. It may sound like a lot, but actually, one day to shoot a mo- to shoot a movie clip, which is almost or even more than five minutes long, it's really really short actually, mm-hmm. and so yeah, it was it was madness, but it was very fun. Especially the very last um, 
the very last scene where we all laugh like crazy, you know, just at the end of the clip. Um, it, it was very funny because we all looked, we were completely tired. It was the, the end of the day at uh, 11 p.m. And so we started at 8 a.m. And so we, we started laughing like crazy to have that, that final scene that we have only made once. I think it was a one take. Yes. And then right when we were doing this, you had the guy the guys from the castle that came back to to claim the keys and, and lock the place and they they found us like just laughing like completely mad people <laughs> screaming our our asses off like that it was very uh and then we saw them looking at us like okay that's uh, <laughs> perfect, <you know? laughs> all those droplets that's the only thing i can think of in the middle of a pandemic there's just droplets everywhere with everybody laughing yeah. But at that time, it was uh, it was m m way less worse than it's now. So that, that's why, I mean, I don't think any of us got anything. I, I don't know. Well, that's good. And she's got she's got blood in her eyes. That that uh, that young lady. Who is she in the character or in the in the story? Um. Hmm. How how can you put this? Uh, <laughs> yeah, she just said it's obviously one pe it's just one people in the castle but maybe it's a bit <laughs> deeper than that uh, maybe no, it i guess is. it's uh, you could you could see that as a metaphor mm. for um, a person that is lost actually and has a missing part of, of herself or himself because it could be it can be related to guys or whatever mm -hmm. you know it's just the fact of becoming a bit crazy and um trying to find a way when you're alone yeah when you're when you're alone and uh, desperate mm -hmm. Carl, I dig, do you have anything to add i dig the red hair um, it reminds me of lincoln park from the year 2000 yeah mm -hmm. you could see that thank you you're welcome <laughs> is the hair still red <laughs> no no it's not but uh it will definitely become red uh, okay. on, a, on a um long time period I, <laughs> I like this comment somebody made on youtube you guys will be huge in five years it's like a like a slap you know yeah, that was the best comment ever <laughs> yes <laughs> oh man you guys will be huge in five years all right <laughs> yeah well we'll take it in a good way at one point we take it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and then somebody else got sad and they said i'm single and they have five sad faces <laughs> Exactly. Uh, did you did you click on the profile? Should, of you this should see person? the answer of this. No. Should I click on it? Uh, no, no, you should. Sure. <laughs> you choose. That doesn't it's that doesn't just... look. I'm going back home. Going back to my safe spot. Yeah. <laughs> going back where it's safe. Beautiful. Then we got the Russian guy. You guys even responded in Russian. That's fantastic. Pesna, which is a great track or a great song. And then How do you know that. Nice accent. Spasibo. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I studied I studied Russian for a very long time, and I was in Russia for uh, a bit years ago, long time ago though. I only know two words in Russian, but maybe I shouldn't say it right now. Uh, <laughs> you can say "добрый день" or "я тебя люблю" is quite did you use a translator? It looks like you use a translator. I, I don't. I wouldn't. Yes, say we did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we um, neither of us speak uh, Russian, so <laughs> we tried our best uh, with uh, <laughs> Google tra uh, translation. Yeah, it would be Bolshoya. Spasibo Bolshoya. Bolshoya means big. So you're saying big thanks. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Yeah, and then fun fact, spasiba is actually a combination of spasi, which means thanks, and then bok, which means God. So you're actually saying thank God. Oh, nice. Sure. Oh, why not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, groovy. Now, from what I was told in this chain of emails where we have where somebody was asking if we were going to be doing this in English or French. Uh, <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> Guilty. Uh, somebody said, I'm the new drummer and then just signed it Cellar Twins. So the whole band is the new drummer, apparently. Exactly. Yes. Uh, I, I converted them over to the best instrument in the world. Of course. <laughs> now, no guitars in the next album, you know. Yeah. So take us, take us through this. So... David, you're the new drummer? Yeah, okay. exactly. So talk to us about that. Uh -huh. Sure. So um, I was uh, doing my thing, uh, living my life, and uh, mostly recording uh, drum covers because during the first lockdown, that's what I decided to do to, you know, survive, have something to do every day. So I had this challenge of learning a new song in one week, playing it, record, edit, and uh, upload the video, and next week, go on. And that was like my new hobby. And uh, Sailor Twins uh, was looking for a new drummer, uh, something around summer, I guess. Um, and uh, I decided not to apply, even though I did see the uh, announcement. Uh, but uh, I wanted to you know, focus on myself and uh, what kind of drummer I want to be and how can I improve, etc. And at one point, uh, I released a video of uh, a Trivium song and it was uh, like my most impressive one, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And uh, Sailor Twins saw it and they decided to contact me. Actually, uh, Elodie contacted me through Facebook and asked me if I was interested in joining the band. And I was like... I know you're looking for a new drummer and uh, I, I was kind of interested, but I live in France and I'm like two hours away. If you want to rehearse uh, every week, I can't do that. Uh, even left uh, one of my previous bands because of that, uh, spending too much time on the road for uh, little uh, rewards, may I say. Mm -hmm. So we agreed on, on the terms and how we want to work together. And uh, uh, yeah, I had to audition and uh, we talked to each other around the beer because we were then allowed to go to bars <laughs> and uh, yeah we just it was a match like uh, musically and uh, on a human level too yes. and it was important for uh, everyone uh, them and uh, and myself as well so uh, and now it's been a few months only since I joined the band. I, I feel like I've known them for years. Like we really get along well and uh, I'm really happy I uh, I made the choice and Elodie contacted me in the first place. Welcome mm. home, David. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. I have the video up right now. Pull harder on the strings of your martyr. It looks like. Yeah, you. exactly. Okay. And uh, I like your kit, you know. Thanks. I've been I've been learning uh, alone on this kit for ten years now. Wow! And uh, it's still alive. Uh, now now I'm taking uh, lessons with a, a famous drummer in uh, Belgium. He's called uh, Jonas Sanders. His main project is the hardcore New York band Propane. Maybe you've heard of them. Okay. And uh, yeah, he he's my drum teacher now. But I've been playing on on my electronic kits. Uh, he 
right here ah, for there it is. 10 years now. Ah. <laughs> you see, I like the angle that you have in the YouTube video because it doesn't show like the coffee pot and the dishwasher. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But, but yeah, you, should, you should probably do that. You know, like go make tea or something and then, you know, go over to the drums and like pop, 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 and then go sip your tea and then. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. T t tell me that you did at least see the kit, among other things. I just saw a kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure somewhere in there there's a drum kit. Now, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so doing doing the challenges on YouTube or the covers paid off. Now you're in the uh, biggest rock band out of, you yeah. know. Right, cool. Uh, but you're not on this record, right? Uh, no, they oh. did that... Uh, when was it again? Uh, I remember the release was uh, in December. December. <laughs> yeah. Just wanted to make sure there wasn't any re-recording of uh, drum parts or... No, no. Uh, no, no. But uh, I I learned the drum part that they are recording in, in the album. Uh, I tried to bring some of my uh, things into it, but uh, I don't want to... Uh, go too far away from what's been done. Mm -hmm. uh, Right. So, yeah, uh, I, I learned everything uh, as it is in the album, especially okay. uh, Seraphia, because it's the next video clip we'll be releasing, and I'm in the video, so mm -hmm. I better mm. play exactly what's on the record. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you have those awkward moments where he smashes a sandbag and you hear the back of a snare, and like, oh, yeah. Happens <laughs> all the time. This one is, is perfectly fine. <laughs> exactly. Nobody's paying attention anyway. Uh, <laughs> sweet. So that's the next track uh, that's going to get a music video is Self Here. Um, but I think initially what I wanted to ask was what is it that you bring as a drummer that maybe is different from the previous drummer? And since you guys are working on some new material, how is that shaping up to be? Is it dramatically different or – Hmm. Uh, from my perspective, and I, I let the others uh, tell what they think uh, after that, um, I want to bring more, uh, a bit more complexity in uh, what we're about to release next, uh, because that's just what I like the most. Uh, when I hear and I play music, I want my brain to be exhausted at the end of it because there's so much happening. But it doesn't have to be, you know, uh, too complicated and unlistenable. Uh, but just to feel that there is something happening, uh, it's been thought out and... Uh, Every note has a meaning. That's typically the stuff uh, I enjoy. So I try to bring this in into Sir uh, Twins' music, but uh, I try to be still. Um, how can I say that? Uh, faithful to what they are as a band, because they, I mean, we already have uh, a brand, a style, and uh, I don't want to, you know, uh, brush it off. Mm -hmm. So I try to find a balance between the two. Yeah, yeah without any self-fear. Sorry? Without any <laughs> self-fear. Oh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Quite literally. Okay. Well... 
I believe that is all of my questions. We're close on our time here, and I know that last time we chatted about more of the meanings of the songs and whatnot. Um, and uh, the album is pretty much the same. For anybody who wants to hear more of those meanings of the songs, definitely go to uh, the home site, rockmetalpodcast.ca, type in Cellar Twins, and the previous uh, chat will pop up. When we talk about Millennium, we talk about Molotov Parade, we talk about more of the record. This time around, I kind of want to just focus on, hey, you guys got signed. That's cool. There's a new drummer. That's cool. Uh, he likes to show off on the internet. That's also cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and catch up with you guys to see how you're doing. And it looks like there's a new music video for Millennium, which will be on today's show notes, which we chatted about. And then this episode will air... Uh, in February, end of February. So if the self-fear music video is available at that time... It will be, yeah. Okay. Then that will also be in the show notes uh, for today's Great. episode. Thanks. Okay. Very and nice. Is there nice. anything I missed that you guys wanted to chat about? Like well, COVID. <laughs> not really. Yeah, COVID kind of didn't let us do many things, so yeah. I don't think we have much less to discuss about. I don't know. Uh, Carla, maybe? Um, no, because COVID stopped everything. Uh, I think nobody nobody does uh, a lot of different things uh, on this. Yeah, but on these troubled times. Despite this, we did get signed to a label and we are still writing new stuff and not uh, uh, letting things put us down. So Exactly. Just and taking care of, uh, of social medias as well. Um, yep. <laughs> exactly. That's mm -hmm. another, another point. Yeah. I mean, yeah. without touring or playing shows, you know, what else can you do? And yeah. I don't know, live streams and things are kind of hit and miss. Some bands like it. A lot of bands don't. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't really. Yeah. It's like, all right, everybody, woo! Nobody responds. Yeah. Come on, Echo! Come on, <laughs> quick! Somebody check the comments. Is anybody commenting? They say they like it. Cool. Uh, you know, and to, to be fair, unless something drastically changes with this new variant that's creeping around, we probably won't mm -hmm. see things back to normal until next year. Yeah, yeah I think we'll so. See. Unfortunately, yeah. You know, so. Just the reality of the situation. I think you guys are doing great. You'll be huge in five years, guys. <laughs> Thanks, <More or> guys. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Well, unless there's anything else, I just wanted to thank you guys for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. Thank, thank you, you for, thank you for inviting us. us.